Hello, I'm Natalie Goldberg, and this is Education from an Equal. Thank you for tuning into the fourth episode of the second season. Today's episode is an interview with Cameron Villagomez, a student activist at a school in one of my neighboring towns who has been working towards creating tools on how to address sexual assault and harassment in school since her junior year. She has specific experience with activism, having staged a school-wide protest over sex ed curriculum, and has also seen the first-hand effects of lacking sex education. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your experience with sex ed? So I've only lived in Oregon for three years, um, and my experience with sexual education, like in school specifically, has only been in Texas schools, um, (laughs) which is very interesting of like having 11 years of my childhood, specifically Mm -hmm. with like sex ed and like health classes, like 11 years of that, just being very conservative. I have vivid memories of like, we would have our sex ed class in like fifth grade, Mm-hmm. And the boys would separate from the girls. Oh, my God. And they would hand us, like, this little pamphlet and, like, a pad. <laughs> but they didn't explain what a pad was. <sighs> so I was, like, 10 years old. And I was, like, what? what is this? Like, what is a pad? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess that offers some insight onto how thorough the sex education system was in Texas. But yeah, moving, moving here it was definitely a bit more comprehensive. Um, I, I don't really know if it's just because that's high school mm-hmm. might be more in depth here, but um, there are definitely some things that were missing that like LGBT, like being a POC, like just things that were missing that I just noticed. Yeah. Um, what exactly within your school motivated you to become interested in sex ed activism? Um, there were a lot of specific instances of like sexual harassment um, and also just like looking around me and like hearing stories from my peers and just like that is not how sex works yeah it's very eye-opening when you're having like peer-to-peer conversations and you're kind of like shocked at how little people know Mm -hmm. um so those two things really like spurred me to take action so Mm -hmm. Um, how did you organize the walkout and garner support for it? Like, could you just tell us a little bit more about how that went for you? So there's a club at our school called Wesleyan United. This year I'm on the board for it, which is kind of the reason um, why. Um, But Wesleyan United helps a lot with student activism Mm -hmm. um, and just making our community more inclusive, I guess. Um, So I reached out to them first and a few trusted adults and really just like it was basically just getting all the presidents of all the inclusive clubs at our school to yeah. like get behind it and be like, Oh, as a club, we're going to this walkout. That's mm. how we got our numbers mainly. Oh, that's cool. Um, what, who are the adults that supported you? Were they more teachers or administrators or what? Um, there was a mix of both. So there were administrators that knew, but didn't know for like legal reasons, yeah. like walkout type things. Um, but there were definitely the teachers that helped were like counselors kind of Mm -hmm. or it was their job to like study like student relations I guess yeah so um how did people react to it like both students and adults like were there positive reactions or negative reactions or what um there was 
there was an overwhelming positive reaction. There were a few people that were like, oh, why do we have to teach like LGBT sex education? Mm -hmm. But there's always going to be people who are like that. Um, And for the most part, we accomplished our goal of like, we're going to get this vote passed by this, by the district school board. Um, I think it was a really uplifting event. There were poems being recited, songs being sung. So it was taken really positively. That's how I wanted it to be. Yeah, that's good. What exactly were you pushing for with that walkout? Like what sort of curriculum changes? So we had two specific goals. I actually wrote them down so I could look (laughs) at them. So in December of 2016, there were health standards that were adopted by Oregon as a state. Mm -hmm. Um, But last year in February, it was... February 4th that our school board was making the actual vote on whether they wanted to adopt the health standards as is, Mm -hmm. or if they wanted to take like another year or a couple more months to edit it. And we were like, do not edit it because everything, if you, if you look it, it's consent, LGBT education, teaching about specific parts of your anatomy Mm -hmm. that were not taught about before. Um, And we just wanted it adopted as is. So that was our first goal, like to get the school board to vote. Yes, we're going to adopt these 2016 health standards as is. Mm -hmm. And then the second goal was just creating an environment where people felt safe. Like they could talk about sex. They could talk about LGBT sex. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. That's awesome. What other sorts of activism have you been engaged with after the walkout? Like, are you still doing anything related to this curriculum? Yes, actually. um, After February 4th, um, me and a couple of peers actually took a different kind of branch off of like sex Mm -hmm. education. And we wanted to focus more on like sexual assault and sexual harassment Mm -hmm. and how we could create an education environment where people knew how to report it, people knew how to stop it. So actually for the past, since last spring, I've been working with those same two peers and we've created a staff training, which we just did last break. How did that go? It went really well. I was very happy with it. So it was a staff training on sexual harassment, Mm -hmm. like how teachers can specifically stop sexual harassment and address it. And we also created two pamphlets on sexual harassment and sexual assault that we hope will be going to different high schools in the district. Yeah, that's Maybe awesome. Maybe in the Portland district, we'll see. But. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give to other students who are trying to get involved in similar activism to you? Um, I think it's a lot about having an organized plan and being passionate and having connections mm-hmm. with like different, in my case, it was different club members and club presidents that really helped me. Mm-hmm. And also just not being afraid. Yeah. Like, you're not going to mess up. You're going to do great. Like, just do what you love and what you're passionate about. Yeah. Um, What would you say to students who live in a more conservative area than where we live? Having experienced that and not being able to, like, stand up for myself in that time, I understand completely the feelings that you go through of feeling isolated and alone and like the internet is like the only source of information that you have. Um, But just, I think my advice would be to stay strong. Um, Maybe have like a pen pal or like an internet friend that you can feel safe or talk to. Mm -hmm. Just don't isolate yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's important. Mm -hmm. Um, What is the one most important thing you feel like needs to be taught in health classes? 
There's so many. <laughs> but I think specifically right now, um, especially with what I focused on the walkout, would be having like LGBTQ plus sex and mm-hmm. sex top- topics taught. Um, I think there was like a statistic where like, I'll have to find it, but very few people get taught about LGBTQ plus sex. Yeah. Um, and there's so many of us like mm-hmm. everywhere. It's just unfair that we're not taught yeah, these things. That's really true. Um, I know there was a LGBTQ plus walkout at your school. Yes. What was. was that? Was that related to health at all or um, anything? It was more related to like contractual things with a food vendor, Chick-fil-A that we had. Oh. Um, and just kind of like addressing the harassment that LGBTQ plus people face. So it was a little bit different, but I have contacted Susie Walters, the GSA president, mm-hmm. and I really want to start working with like LGBT curriculum with her. So that may, might be a second step that we move towards after that specific yeah. walkout. That's great. Yeah, it's awesome. What is your personal opinion on sex ed? Do you think that there should be a nationalized curriculum or do you think that there's a better way to ensure that every student has the comprehensive sex ed they deserve? I think it's a very complicated thing once you start doing like national like mm-hmm. curriculum only because obviously people live in different areas with different like socioeconomic like statistics and like different levels of diversity and should we cater towards like what applies to you as a person in a certain community yes Mm -hmm. like if you're living in a more affluent area like take Westland for example where it's mainly white wealthy people Mm -hmm. should we be taught about the specific struggles of like if you're a person of color what should you do I don't think so, but I do think that it should be like talked about, but not as like a, here's what you do. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Here's the biggest takeaway from this episode. If you want to work to make change, just do it. Like Cam said, all you need to do is garner support from the people around you. She reached out to supportive adults that she trusted as well as activism-related clubs around her school, and was able to persuade her school board to keep standards that were comprehensive and inclusive, rather than get rid of them. If you live in a state that's less supportive, find online communities that can support you in getting the kind of comprehensive sex education that you need, as well as who can provide you support if you feel that your identity is under attack in your current environment. Thank you so much for tuning into the fourth episode of Education from an Equal, Season 2. Next week, we will listen to the input of a special guest in the bonus episode of Education from an Equal Season 2. The next episode will be released on Sunday, January 12th, one week from now. If you want a preview of who we will be interviewing, be sure to check out the Instagram at Education from an Equal Podcast. See you next time on Education from an Equal.